Hi, so uh, good morning and um, welcome to the talk part of this service. Going to set a couple of challenges during this uh, for children and young people, indeed adults too if you wish to, uh, for which you will probably need a sheet of paper, an ordinary blank A4 probably will do, lovely like this so, and one of these things, um, a pencil or a set of pencils or coloured pencils or whatever, or maybe other uh, creative stuff. We'll see where that goes in a minute. The passage we're looking at is John 10, uh, verses 1 to around about, um, yes, 18. 1 to 18. And um, this is in a section of controversy, and we're looking at controversy the last couple of talks, and it goes back into controversy uh, after this bit. But this bit is about a, a teaching, a parable, a sort of a complicated double parable. And unusually, for Jesus, what he does is he tells the sort of situation first, which they'd all be familiar with, but doesn't really give much meaning to it. And and John says he does this because they didn't understand, so he tells them this parable, um, but they don't get in the parable how you interpret it. So then he goes on, and sort of sections two and three to to explain some of the depth in that parable of the kingdom. So the first bit is about I say, a common experience in Palestine about sheep, pen and shepherds. And then the second bit's explaining it. So I'm going to do the first bit first, and then we'll take a little break before we go into the second bit. I'll read verses John 10, 1 to 6, if you want to follow it. And I'm reading from um, the NIV. This, in fact, is one of the Beacon MIVs, which I've got here for some reason. <clears throat> I tell you the truth, Jesus says. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. He, the man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought them out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him, because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Like I say, he's describing um, a situation which would be very familiar. Shepherd, sheep, sheepfold. Now, I thought I'd try and illustrate this, um, and this probably won't work brilliantly well. We'll see how it goes. So I'm going to show, share with you my picture of a sheepfold. And I'm going to challenge you to draw one that's as good. I'm not sure that's possible or maybe even better. Um, and this is my picture of a sheepfold. Uh, there is uh, a sheepfold has walls, stone walls in that time and a gate. Um, that's pretty simple and basic. And the sheep go in at night to kept safe from from wild animals or thieves or robbers, you know, lions and um, wolves and random T-Rexes touring around the place. Now, uh, challenge one, then, is if you want to adopt it to either out of paper and crayons or pencils or out of Lego to build a better sheep model, sheep pen model than I've done. And you can share those pictures of those with us and we'll see if we can get a totally valueless prize. Not, oh, hello, I'm back. Um, I'll do a blank background for a moment. And the point of the sheep pen is there is a right way in and a wrong way in. Let me illustrate that with another excellent drawing. Um, 
there's a good way in and a bad way in. The good way is through the, through the door. That's the gate. That's the point of it. And there's a bad way. And if people who come in the bad way are, well, they might be, I suppose, wild animals. But in Jesus' telling of the story, they're thieves and robbers. That's their way in. Now, the second thing, he talks about the shepherds. And I'll just quickly flick to my picture of the shepherds, which, again, challenge two. Can you do a better picture of shepherds? Now, you can tell the chap's a shepherd because he's got the, the, the crook thing in his hand. You probably can't tell the two things following him as sheep, but you can guess that because they're following a shepherd. And also because I told you they're sheep. They are sheep. Um, I'm much better drawing things with straight lines than curvy, curvy bits. Um, anyway, that's my picture of sheep following a shepherd. And in the Middle East, I'm told, um, and again, I've not experienced it directly, uh, that sheep follow the shepherd. Um, my experience of shepherds in the UK is that shepherds drive around very fast on quad bikes, pretty much ignoring the sheep. Um, but in the Middle East, you get, uh, in Jesus' time, sheep as a flock would follow a shepherd and you take them out to safety somewhere to back sorry into safety in the pen and then out to find grass and water or whatever during the day and jesus is using both those pictures to illustrate truths about the kingdom but that we'll go into that in detail as we go to the next bit but the critical thing about the shepherd is he looks after the sheep in lots of ways here we go here's my picture of trying to illustrate that he calls come on and they follow him that's the critical thing about the shepherd. He is the guy who leads, cares for and looks after our sheep. Well, I think we can probably now come back to reality. Here we go. Oh, that's good. It's got a bit blue. Oh, dear. If it's gone too blue, I'm really sorry about that. Maybe it'll kind of come back to normal slowly. So challenge one, picture or model of a sheep pen. Challenge two, um, picture of a shepherd leading sheep. Now, as I said, I think that would be a common experience. People would know about sheep pens and shepherds and whatever, whether or not they were shepherds. But so Jesus, because they don't understand, he has to explain in more detail how that illustrates what he's teaching about the kingdom. So he goes on. I'm going to read 7 till 18, roughly. Therefore, Jesus said again, verse 7, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. I am the gate for the sheep. <laughs> Very simply, one way of looking at this parable, one thing he's saying is there's a right way into the kingdom and a wrong way. And the right way is through the gate and he is the gate. I am the gate for the sheep. Then he says, whoever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep do not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I've come, they may have life and have it to the full. Amen. I've come, they may have life and have it to the full. Now, the, the gate is the way in. And in some sense or other, I think we have to see this as a straightforward parable of the kingdom. The only way into the kingdom is through the gate, through Jesus. He's the way. The truth and the life, to quote John's gospel. But he's the way. And there's no other way into God's presence, into the kingdom of God, other than through Jesus. 
it, Jesus illustrates it, but it also puts stuff on color on it by saying that there've been other people previously who tried to get into the kingdom, and maybe there still are. Maybe in many ways you can see it also in terms of other shepherds who who might come and pastor the flock, pastors who may not do it through Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit, and open to to what they call to be as as, as followers of Jesus. And they're also thieves and robbers. But Jesus is the way. And he is the way we come into that place in God's kingdom. But the sheep in the sheepfold, they are owned by the shepherd. Or whoever the owner is. They're the, they're the flock that owns by the shepherd. They're safe. And, and they have this amazing life of security and safety and being looked after, I suppose. Don't go to what happens in the end because they probably end up, you know, eaten or whatever. So don't go there. And you mustn't push parables too far. It illustrates the point that there's this way in and the way in is Jesus. That's pretty basic. And it's not incredibly deep. Although I suppose you can get much deeper into it because you could say the shepherd himself goes in through the gate. And in a sense, Jesus does. His entry to the kingdom is not quite like we are because he is the son of God and, and he's obedient to death. He says later on in this passage that that's, that's why God loves him because he's obedient as a son. Um, uh, he brought to the Hebrews. I better read this. It's end of chapter four and five. So Hebrews end of chapter four. <clears throat> Hebrews after Colossians, Christopher. There we go. Um, right of the Hebrews says, therefore, we have a great high priest, Jesus, who has gone through the heavens. Jesus, the son of God. And then he says about, about chapter five, uh, where is it? About Jesus, verse eight. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from what he had suffered. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Jesus enters the kingdom uniquely by being obedient to his father. He's without sin. He goes through the cross and he comes in in a special way, in a sense. But in a way, that just illustrates the fact there's this right way in. For Jesus, the right way in was obedience because he was the sinless son of God. For us, the only way in is through Jesus. It's all about Jesus. We're Jesus followers or we're nothing. But the second thing Jesus says is he's the good shepherd. So not only in the parable can you get truth about Jesus from the gate, the legal way in, but also from the shepherd. Verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also and they too will listen to my voice and there should be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is this, that I lay down my life only to take up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and have a of my own accord, sorry, and have authority to, oh, sorry, that's badly written. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up. This command I received from my father. Jesus is the good shepherd. And there are various aspects of the good shepherd, which is he's, he's, he's commented on or, or stated earlier on. Firstly, there's this thing about the good shepherd calls his sheep. He calls them out. It's a, it's a very, again, I've never seen this because when I've seen sheep in England, they're always rounded up by dogs and things. And the, the interaction between the shepherd 
and the sheep is by the dog. So the shepherd gives instructions to dogs. But apparently Middle East, apparently, is familiar that the shepherd would call the sheep out and check them as they go in and out, presumably. And, and there's a model there of, 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 a, of a relationship. Okay, it's not on a, not, a, not equals to equals in a way. The shepherd and the sheep are quite different, but he knows his sheep. He cares for his sheep. Ultimately, he lays down his life for his sheep. Again, in the real physical world, shepherds would sleep at the gate of the pens, and, and if they had wild animals come, they would fight them. And sometimes, I guess, at the expense of their lives. Because they look after the sheep, because they care for the sheep. Jesus says, I, I give my life for the sheep. I lay down my life for the sheep. His care for us is amazing, and it's epitomized most strongly in that willingness to go to death, even death on a cross, for us. And, and he knows his sheep, verse 14. I know my sheep, and they know me. Speaks, again, isn't it? You know, I say it's all about Jesus. It's all about a relationship with Jesus. A relationship uh, which is, is a personal one. He calls them by name. It's not he like calls them, hey, flock, come here. It's not the model of, you know, Year 10, stand up. It's Chris, come here. Chris, follow me. Chris, it's time you did this or didn't do that or spoke to this person. Or time you got over your annoyance with that. I mean, whether yeah, sometimes we'll say that's Holy Spirit prompting us, but it's Jesus' voice. Um, never get too confused too detailed on which person the trinity is involved in what it's just like beyond my head jesus is the good shepherd and and in that there's amazing security this morning i hope the kids are getting on with the drawings and the models that's great but for them as well and for us there'll no doubt be some things that we face that are tough and difficult and jesus knows and he doesn't shout from behind at us. He leads us. And the picture is a very gentle, gracious leading. I mean, it resonates with Psalm 23, doesn't it? Leads me by still waters. It's, it's, it's very much, you know, sheep are pretty silly things. And if you lead them, you have to do it really quite carefully and intimately. Jesus came to be the gate. He came to give us life and life in its fullness. Jesus wants to us to be in that relationship place where we learn to hear his voice. We know him. We need to just push in to know him better. To hear that voice more clearly. To make sure that voice that calls us, the Jesus voice of Jesus calling us, is more clear than other voices. There will be people who try to be, you know, will call us in other directions. There are other voices in the sheep pen. But Jesus says the sheep don't follow. In fact, they run away from those voices because they know that is not their shepherd. That's not the good place to go. And there's lots of loud voices calling us in different directions. But there's one that matters, and that's the voice of Jesus. The caring voice of Jesus saying, come, sheep. Come on. Calling us by name. Come, Chris. Follow me. And that's the truth, isn't it? The very beginning of the first disciples, follow me. And that's what he's still doing today. 
pray that all of us get better at hearing that voice. We pray for you and we'll pass back. I think we're going back to worship, but who knows? Lord God, thank you that you are the gate through Jesus, that that's the way we come in to your presence. And Lord, that's in a sense an exclusive thing because we only can come that way, but it's also a simple thing. There's nothing complicated of becoming a Christian, just believing in Jesus and coming to your presence. And Lord Jesus, thank you. You are the good shepherd. That you laid down your life for the sheep and that you know us by name and that you call us and you call us on. We just bless you for that, God. Amen. Amen.